Yo, so do you think Bob Riddell ever to any of his victims said, do you want the strap or the buckle? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm not incriminating myself. That is the, that is the question I now just thought of to start this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> strap or the buckle? Uh... I don't, I don't know, but, uh, we'll get to that later, I guess. Well, <laughs> it's been a while since we actually recorded one of these. How look? Oh, yeah. Well, like, you know, we did put out, like, two rewind episodes. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It was, like, two years ago. We had themes back then, just... Even more lo-fi than it is still now. That is true. We gone fancy. We have gone pretty... We've gotten a lot better with the equipment, I feel like. And we kind of getting along with getting to know how to fucking do this right, so... But yeah. Yeah, well, it's it came from the shed. Of course, it's your host, Siege. Oh, I forgot we have to do this. I'm goose. I always forget we have to introduce it. it, it it's a necessity. You always must pretend that someone. You're. They've never heard this. Chooses to start <laughs> there, and at least they'll know who they're t- like okay. listening to. Okay. Okay. It's formalities. Well, we're gonna do a little Halloween special before we get into Bob's bizarre, bizarre adventures. So. And also, we have our friend Luna here with us. Okay. Everyone's saying hey to even in Sweden. What's up? That w- there's one or two people in Sweden. What up? What's They're up, my do best pe- friends now. What's up, homies in Sweden? Send us an email. Talk. Send yeah. us an email. Let's start a conversation. Let's become pen pals. Who we need to do yeah, that dude, art more? Hit us up. Give us some something to talk about too, or something from like Sweden. You know, like that'd be cool. What's going on there? Yeah, what's going on in Sweden? How's life? Is Varg still living there, or is that Norway? Oh my god. Oh, uh, some, someone's mad at me now, huh? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I can't say <laughs> Oops. Well, we forgot to, like, we should probably mention, though, because, of course, we're going to start, like, talking about, like, some Halloween recommendations we were lightly discussing. <coughs> but... The main topic of today's episode is very explicit, so if you're sensitive to, like, very, 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 uh, <laughs> very graphic nature, you may not want to listen to I this. thought you were just going to make, like, a little promo thingy before we got onto that, explaining that, then just, well, like... we already started this, so... I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah... It's going to get icky and nasty and problematic and um, it's um, bad. It's bad in like every sense of bad. Alright, well, let's, let's start us off first. Uh, let's talk about some of the music we, or movies or whatever. Um, you want to do some Halloween recommendations? Normally we would talk about what we listen to, but let's just jump in. Let's, let's just do Halloween movies for now. 
Alright, so list me off. What has been on your mind? <coughs> Halloween favorites. I have watched the new Halloween movie that I will watch every year now called Witchboard. It was fucking cool. Axe murder and a Ouija board and and it was just cool. It was a good movie. I liked Witchboard. I'm I'm recommending Witchboard. As well as um what other ones? I got a few. I got a few. Video Dead. I watched Video Dead. That's a great Halloween film movie. The Prowler, of course. You gotta throw on The Prowler. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm gonna let you talk about some, because I want to, like, think of some lesser known ones, you know? Like, we have Evil Dead on, but, I mean, come on. Everyone knows to watch Evil Speaking Dead. Of Evil Dead, because I've been watching Fargo Season 2. Fucking, uh... Uh, mm, mm, he mm. plays Ronald Reagan. Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell has a cameo as Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that fucking shit had me going. I was like, what? What? And uh, he does a good job, and I like how like they play the amnesia too. But, uh, yeah. Um, I liked also how um the main um like brother of the family, him and Bruce Campbell, was on that uh show together on USA. I think it was called Burn Notice. Ooh, I've it, heard of it, but I haven't seen it. You haven't watched it. But yeah, the um seeing the the two act Bruce Campbell and him both were on that show, so that's a little connection I guess, you know. But yeah, uh great season. Great season of yeah. Fargo. I love the supernatural aspects with like the UFO because we were talking about this in the car, like how they referenced like Lauren Malvo, the main evil dude from the first season, like small little references he could be the devil and like now they have like definite like super like paranormal ufo stuff happening in this world too and i'm excited to get to season three because i you and mcgregor like place two people who are like brothers apparently so yeah season three is pretty good i like i like season three didn't you say there's like a fourth season now or something yeah uh chris rock is in the lead and it's all about like him like rising up through a mafia like through a bunch of mafia wars and I think it's like in the 40s. I can't remember if I'm sure about that. So, but I'm very interested. That sounds cool. That. Yeah. That sounds cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Um. Okay. Halloween movies. Oh yeah, Shivers. Cause I bought that on Blu-ray. You watched Shivers. I did watch Shivers. I like Shivers a lot. That movie's so cool. I have a big affinity, of course, for David Cronenberg, and that's actually going to be a subject, because I already had to watch that anyways, because we have a plan for that in some other movies in a future episode. We've planned for uh, two years now. <laughs> for like two years. Um. So I'm so I'm glad I finally got to watch this. That's, ooh. ooh. Okay, I got a good recommendation I'm seeing in the stack over there. Mario Bava's Bearing Blood. Ooh, it's really creepy, atmospheric. You know, it's fucking Bava, so it's beautifully made. That's a good one for Halloween. And if you want to go into some Bava movies, check out, like, Kill Baby Kill and fucking Lisa and the Devil. Those are, like... Ooh, I remember watching that one. Those are good, like, Halloween time-type movies, you know? I did think about because I am watching Fargo Season 2, and I did watch this recently at your house. Interview with the vampire. I I do I do kind of like it now after like years of like haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I am with it and it's weird because like, uh, was it Kristen Durst? She's also in Fargo season two as one of the main characters, Peggy. So yeah. It's also kind of like cool. Fuck! What other, 
What movies did we watch that weekend? Because I remember Interview of a Vampire, but we watched something else. I did watch else. Annihilation when you were asleep. Oh, Annihilation is fucking awesome. Yeah, I did dig that. Um, What was that Japanese movie I bought? Because I did watch that while you were sleeping, too. It was based on a video game, I think. Oh, um... Not to cut you off, but what was it called? Melvin? Melvin, that was really fun. That was a fun, campy movie. I don't, I don't, I'm not, are you talking about the zombie Japanese movie you got? Yeah. I have no idea. I think it's like, uh, not Rising Dead or something. Either way, it was, it was, it was like a movie I would watch once, but like, fuck it, I didn't pay that much for it, and it's alright. Fuck, have we talked about Cobra yet on here? No, we haven't. (laughs) Cobra. Throw that on for Halloween just for fun. We have to talk about that later on in another separate episode. We should. You have a disease, and now I'm the cure. <laughs> that Dude, was a great yeah. movie to watch. I love we Cobra. The mountains too. <laughs> that was, oh yeah. Um, well, fuck. What was that? Erotic nights of a nights of a blind dead or something? That was a weird one. A lot of unnecessary nudity. And it kind of was slow at first, but once the blind dead got roaming yeah. around, it was cool. What was that island movie I watched? I was like, holy oh, shit. Oh, uh, Island of Death. Yes. Oh, that one was pretty kind of, yeah. That's a great one. I mean, it's fucked up, but, you know. It's fucked up, but it, it's fun. Oh, so we even bring up that Japanese gore flick we watched. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, speaking of that, um... I also want to bring up that I got some true crime movies I watched that are pretty fucking good that I feel like would probably be pretty good Halloween kind of movies. But what was it? Uh, the Japanese one was called like M- Women's Flesh or something, and it was just weird. It was fucked up. It was like it was a girl who mutilates herself after her boyfriend leaves her until she eventually dies. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, I don't even know how I found it. Uh, Amazon. I, we got sound samples somewhere that I will hopefully use to make a song out of. But but the two true crime movies I wanted to bring up was a finally we finally watched Jim Van Beber's Manson Family. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was a great one, and it was actually pretty accurate to the story. I thought, you know. And, um, Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer, it was a low-budget movie made right after Dahmer was arrested, like, a year or so after, and then the dude was in, like, a few B-movies, like, Blood Diner and shit, but, yeah, that was, that's a good one, too, that's a good one, too. I do want to shout, because I have been listening to a lot of Coil reselling and a lot of other, like, stuff in that realm, Hellraiser. Mm. I watched Hellraiser earlier, too, this year. Because that always comes back to mind to me. Mm, another one I uh, I picked up from the thrift store was Urban Legends 2 Final Cuts. I thought it was pretty good. Well, it was fun, you know. Good in a fun, bad way, you know. That kind of, yeah. Pumpkinhead. Been jamming some Pumpkinhead. What's the time running on this? 11 minutes. Oh. Pumpkin head. Ooh, yeah. I remember because we actually talked about that once. How, oh, we did do like a Halloween pumpkin head thing, I didn't we? we? Find those lost I don't apparently have them. Man, I don't know if I have them then. That scares me because like I miss some of those episodes too. Yeah. 
Wants to leak on those? Throwback. <laughs> oh, dude, that reminds me of Salik fucking Paul Nazi. I've been wanting to pull out some of his movies like Horror Rises from the Tombs or Night of a Werewolf. I love his fucking like Spanish horror movies. They're just good. But, yeah, that's all I can think of right now, movie wise. I want some movies, but I wanted to talk about some stuff that aren't that known. Like, you know, I don't want to bring up, like, The Howling or Evil Dead or something, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I got a whole box set of Shinya Tsukamoto movies to dig in soon. I'm thinking about just, like, helping pitch in to get you a Blu-ray player. <laughs> just to watch them? Here, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I just, like, my idea is we should just movie-thought them. Because, honestly, if... We could do a lot more movie episodes if we just got the Blu-ray player working. I mean, think about... Dude, we need to just do a whole, like, Jam Van Beber mega episode. You know? Deadbeat, Manson Family, all the short films we got from them, you know what I mean? I want to do that. That's a future idea. And maybe we can throw... Maybe we can do that, like, uh... Uh... Ricky Queso shit, too, you know? I have that book I've been wanting to read, so. That sounds fun. That would have been a good kind of Halloween episode, huh? Acid King episode. Acid King. But no, we decided to get icky and nasty and dirty and filthy and disgusting and yeah. That's about to get rough. It's rough with a R-U-F-F. He does have dogs too. You ever think he, he? He, I bet he said that. I bet he thought that was funny, and he said that. <laughs> I see that. Uh, uh, I hate myself more now. But folks, now we gotta get into the real topic. We're getting deep into Bob's bizarre, bizarre adventure. The Kansas City Butcher. Uh, some people might call him the Collector. Really? Does, do people really call him a collector? It, it was on the thing. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's why I put it in the notes, because it did pop up in his, as, as, as AKAs. I wonder, so does that mean like Leonard Lake and Christopher Wilder, are they known as the collectors too because of the book and shit? Because that book inspired multiple, multiple, you know, mass murderers, serial killers. Uh, why not? <laughs> They're all the collectors. Okay. Uh, those are topics for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but the star of our show, Bob Berdella. Born Robert Andrew Berdella Jr. Born January thirst uh, uh, January 31st, 1949. You can tell he's reading from a script. Yep. <laughs> also, we used to do the sources too, because uh, we got a, a few sources. We got the uh, Rites of Burial by Tom Jackman, and it was written by someone else, won't it? Like one of the detectives. Yeah. At this time, well, let me see. But also, of course, we um, uh, Wikipedia. 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 That's a source. 
It is always a source. Never be ashamed. <laughs> the, the trauma release documentary, mockumentary kind of thing. It's really good in a bad movie taste, but Bob's Bizarre Bizarre is on YouTube. Check it out. It's, I like it. Um, we also got some information from the last podcast on the left series on Bob Rodella. But mostly from Rites of Burial. Yeah, because you really pushed for me to read that one. Yeah, I so the way I found out about Bob Berdella was I was at the, like, I think it was Edward McKay's or whatever, you know, one of those kind of stores. I was looking through the used books at the True Crime, and I see this book for, like, three bucks. You know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I ain't heard of this dude. I flipped through the pictures, and it's like, you know... If you ever heard looked at Bob Berdella, you know, pictures yeah, you know of the pictures, you know, like the first picture I saw was a dude tied up with needles in his neck, you know, so my morbid ass immediately fucking bought it and read it and gave it to you to read because uh, that's just a weird fucked up thing we do. We make each other read terrible, terrible things. And the funny thing is when I was reading it, I had the flu. Huh. That was a very strange time to read, uh, read that. Um, can you pass me an ashtray? Yeah. Okay, that's the sources. Let's get back on track. Bob Berdella, fat boy, born January 31st, 1949. Uh, he died. We'll get into that later. Fucking... Um, Cause we got it. We got our own version of this tale. Cause this man did some pretty, pretty horrible things to at least seven people. Yeah. There's also evidence he did it. He like um did methods of it to people he he didn't kill too. So there's some assaults and uh, drugging there too. You know. But, yeah. Fuck, let's get into this. He killed six people, fucking, through 1984 to 1988. Um. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I don't, it's hard to get into, dude. It's some rough fucking shit. I don't even know how to get into it. And it's all because Christopher Bryson literally jumped out the second store window and ran naked through the streets with a do- nothing but a dog collar on. Man, his shit in the in the documentary was rough, dude. Where he was like talking about how he was itching for cocaine and he didn't care how to get it that night. Just like fuck, dude. How bad do you want cocaine to get into a you know a car with someone like Bob Ardella? You know what I mean? Like, he just came out screaming, like, ran to the nearest person, which was like a meter reader or something like that. Yeah, some city worker. And nothing but a dog collar. He broke his foot, too. Um, do you want to get into how he escaped? Like, do you want to get into, like, so we start off with him? Like, so so we start off with fucking how how he escaped and all and didn't get into it, or? Uh, let us, well... We just gave people a glimpse at the end, but I say let's take it back. Now that we've given people where or the kind of like the end goal of mind is, let, let's take it back to where it kind of begins. We're not going to talk too much about like his past life here. Siege. I like how you said 
death by fist fucking Eskimason mark, Eskimason mark, Eskimason mark in the squares, you know? I felt it was necessary. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Bob Berdella had a normal kind of childhood. His dad died, like, around Christmas from a heart attack. That He wasn't really close to his dad because, you know, I think it was, like, one of those things where he didn't play sports and shit, you know? Yeah, and he grew up being one of those, of course, noted weird kids who yeah. definitely did some weird out there shit that's even weird for our people like us. Yeah, I mean... I guess there ain't that much known about his childhood, but he definitely did some weird shit. Like one one of the neighbors said his he he thought his only friend was his mom. So like his performance art acts, those were. <laughs> well, that was more in like college, won't he? But still. Yeah. Let's. Well, yeah. So he went to college. I don't feel like looking at where he fucking went to college at. Probably somewhere in Kansas City. He was art school dropout. Yeah, that's right. That's why he was. That's like, probably why he was so angry. <laughs> but yeah, he. Um. By the way, I want to cut in. The other person involved with Wrightsburg was Troy Cole. Okay, I believe he was a detective or some yes. shit. So, after art school, he, I guess he, uh, was he raped? While he was working at the kitchen or whatever, was that during when he was in college or after? Because uh, that seems to be the only, like, really fucked up thing that happened to him at a young age. I believe it was, like, around college or right after. Okay. But, yeah, he started working in restaurants and stuff. He became, like, a, a kind of a local chef. Yeah, people apparently said he was a really good cook. Yeah. What, do you have ate some of his food? Well, I mean, if I didn't know what he did, you know, why not? If I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop by a place to get something to eat, you know. Oh, that does play into some shit later when he gets caught with a food, huh? Oh, some rumors that were going around. Well, like, of course, after you know the fact, you're like, oh, shit. I wonder what was in the chili. Well, you know how he felt about that, because he felt disrespected if you said he put, like, it cooked anybody. (laughs) He defended his status as a chef. (laughs) They trusted me? And I would not put anything improper into the ingredients of my chili. One of the things he got offended about was him cooking people. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he did that. I don't think he was like a cannibal. No. Nah. He ain't like... I definitely think Jeffrey Dahmer did that. You know, like, have you seen the penis sandwich lady? The video. Penis sandwich lady. When the lady realizes that she might have been eating penises from Jeffrey Dahmer when he gave her sandwiches with weird meat in it. What? Yeah, it was in one of the movies. Uh, was it like, I seemed like one documentary, like there was some neighbors living. I can't think, I'll, I'll show you later. Alright, cool. <laughs> if I can find it. But yeah, I remember that from a doc. yeah. Penis sandwich. But, uh, Okay. <laughs> but yeah, his main mode of operandi, because like he apparently became like a little well known, because he opened up a shop called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. And tried being a drug dealer. He did try being a drug dealer, and this goes back to his college days. I think even maybe high school. Yeah, 
He also always had some kind of drugs too, because we'll get into it. But he never actually used them much himself, because like he did use them for an extent, but like. You think he smoked weed? Mm, I don't think so, because I think they would have mentioned that in the book if they found like a lot of roach clippings and stuff. Mm. They mentioned some other things. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, for the time that book was written, I think they would have mentioned you know like roach clippings, or, like you know little roaches laying around or bongs and stuff. And I don't remember that being noticed, but they were like, you know, of course, the other drugs. Okay, okay. Yeah, he had a lot of, like, what, ketamine and Valium? Mm-hmm, stuff that, like, actually, like, drug people up with. Animal tranks and shit. And stuff that he could just, like, give to his victims just to, like, slip them and make them conscious so he could have his way. And just, like, continue his torture. <laughs> Bob, stop. Okay. Personally, I think he got too much pleasure from what he did that he didn't really need to do drugs, which is really fucked up. That was his high. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, we'll get into it with Dean Coral, but kind of similar where he was addicted to, like, the murder. All right. Well, one day he was cruising, I guess, and he would have some people, like... Cruising yep. on a Sunday afternoon. Because, like, over time he became well-known in his town, and, like, he would have people coming and work in his house, and he would let people stay, what, no matter who they were, if they looked like needy. It'd help, like, he would help them get a job, give them a little money, even help them with legal fees. There was a, uh, he was actually also, like, a, um... Fuck, what's the word for it? Judges would send people to live with them pretty much or get straight, you know? Not straight as in, like, yeah. sexual sense, but straight, like, criminal, like, you know. kids, Young kids will fuck up and they'll send one to Bob to look after until they get their shit together, you know what I mean? But, you know, he was, like, also, like, Ooh. big on the neighborhood committee or something. Yeah. He was, like, a neighborhood watch dude. Wasn't he like a neighborhood? Yeah, he was like neighborhood watch. Yeah, well, I don't think he was like participant, but I think like he was part of like the or like starting it or something. Yeah. Also, everyone, like, if you want like full details, just read the book or listen to like last podcast because we're not really trying to go into like every nook and cranny about this. We're gonna get into details and stuff about the fucked up shit, but you know. Just saying, you know, don't don't listen to this and try to write a paper, you know. <laughs> just saying, just saying. We're having fun, though. We're having fun. <laughs> Keeping it going. They call him Bobberdella. Bobberdella. Insert clip here. Um. <laughs> all right, let's fucking I guess get into the first fucking victim, yo, Jerry Howell. He he met through Bob's Bazaar because of his. I think Jerry Howe's dad also had, like, a uh, shop at the flea market. Because Bob opened up Bob's Bazaar Bazaar after college to sell just, you know, like, skulls and magic shit and foreign objects. You know, like, uh, I guess that's what you'd say, right? Ooh. Yeah. He would, like, keep, like, little, like, dream, like, certain little trinkets, dream catcher looking things. Even skulls candles i think he just like weird swords he had a little bit of everything as you find in a flea market yeah 
Pretty much. It's almost like the occult flea market. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where he met her, met his first um, victim. Nineteen-year-old uh, Jerry Howell. Um, yeah, and whew. you want to get into it? All right. Well, of course, getting to know each other. Bob Burdell invites Jerry Howell to his house. And, of course, he's been over a few times just to know him. After a while, you know, partying, because even though we talked about Barbara Della don't using drugs, doesn't mean, we, as we said, he sells them, and doesn't mean he don't have access to them. Yeah. And so, of course, he would offer them to his guests. And after a while, sometimes he grew really attached to his guests. Also, I do believe him and Jerry Howe had somewhat of a consensual um, relationship at first. At least that's how it was kind of described and how I kind of pictured it. But, um, yeah, so for t- 28 hours, Jerry Howe was restrained to Bob Ardella's bed in the attic. He was drugged, tortured, raped, and violated repeatedly with foreign objects. Um, is, is, did he straight up start with the CFs and all that? No, not here. Okay. He was just, you know, getting into us mostly, because remember, he wasn't so much attached and into the torture at this point. But he, I also don't think he intended to kill Jerry Howe, because he, uh, Ended up a uh, officiate. Uh, you say the word. Officiating, uh, asphyxiated. Asphyxiated. Yeah. See, I can't say certain words when I drink beer. Oh yes. Because of a ball gag and probably oh, from being drugged up and vomiting and with torture, so you know. Oof. And at this point, he's also like taking a few notes. But he hasn't gotten so heavy into this. And this is where it comes into play because he also takes starts to take some pictures around this point of his victims. He was kind of more angry at Jerry Howell for starting this too. Mm-hmm. And so this was not as much as he has an attachment in which does start to grow here. It's not. This is just the cusp of like him getting into it, which is already starting brutal enough. Yes, and apparently it says in the notes he got here, he, Berdella attempted to, um, you know, do CPR on Jerry Howe after he died, but, you know, when that failed, he dragged his body to the basement, suspended Howe's body above a large cooking pot, and made several incisions in the youth's inner elbows and jiggler vein to drain the blood. And... The following day, he would cut up Howell's body using a bunch of variety because he has a skill as a chef, so I guess he's used to butchering. Yeah, if, as different a, tools. if you're a chef, the, you know, one of the main things you learn is how to cut meat from bone pretty much, you know. Like knife play, you know, my, my mom had to do all that shit. Because as mentioned here, he's even using boning knives along with a chainsaw. So he, he uses the chainsaw the first go around, huh? 
Yeah, and this is where he like starts to learn. It's not the most effective method. You know, though, not a lot of people talk about how he used a chainsaw. He actually used a fucking chainsaw. And this is part of what actually kind of gets him caught, too. Well, what? You mean, um, the chainsaw? Oh, is that my phone? Why isn't it coming up on my new phone? Because you're... Hello? What's up? Um, 6240 Horse Slide Trail. But yes, after cutting poor Jerry Howell, you know, he has to dispose of the body, so he wraps it up in a bunch of stuff. Newspaper, takes it out of trash, and literally the garbage man comes, picks it up, and takes it out. Uh, um, yeah, it just takes it right outside, wraps, cuts the body up, and just puts it in his trash outside for the garbage man to pick it up. You know, that, but what, what were you saying about him getting caught, though? Because neither of a chainsaw or dumping the bodies out well, in garbage like bags evidence. got him caught. Cause oh, it was, as evidence, yeah. yes, yes. Because it did have evidence on it from the hair in the blood. Because I was about to say, technically, he got away with, like, a lot of shit. Yes, but, like, it was one of the things that was noted. Well, yeah, it was definitely one of the bigger part of the evidence, but I wouldn't say it's what got him caught. What no, got no. him caught was... The, yeah, I may the, have overstated that yeah. much, but I do wanted to bring to attention that, like, this would become something that they would bring up in evidence. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But, yes, um... And it's weird how he has the simplicity just to like to think, oh yeah, I'm going to just cut this person off and put him in the trash the next day for the garbage man. Yeah, out. he acted like it was chores, kind of doing the disposing of a body. He's like, and this is his first kill. Yeah, well, this is wild. But I feel like he might have been thinking about this for a while. Uh, I don't know if it was like particularly towards Jerry Howell. No, but not towards Jerry Howell. He's been wanting to just do this for a while, cause like he, he's just having these, of course, feelings building up. You and can you can tell it's his fantasy's been building up, you know. And, and like this is my first time, like oh, I have someone like I'm just going to take this out on. And you know, like we'll see it when we cover Dean Coral later on another episode, but we'll see that when when it comes to these kind of guys, they tend to read a lot about other guys like them say John Wayne Gacy reading about Dean Coral or whatever, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised he read his fair share of, like, true crown books, you know? With all his other weird shit books that I would have loved to have just went through, but, you know. And that's just a theory on my part, though, you know? And, of course, like, he manages to get... Bordella here he manages to get away, of course, because... And anybody asked because he was a youth just off the streets and everybody was like, oh, he's just another gay prostitute who just ran off, whatever. Who well, cares? Yeah. And Bob well, was just one like... One thing I want to make out, not every victim of Bob Ardellos was a quote-unquote male hustler like they say in a book or movie uh, documentary. Just pointing that out, a lot of them were troubled youth, but they weren't technically prostitutes or sex workers, you know? Just want to point into that that out, you know. But I do believe in this particular time, uh, one of the uh, one not actually this, but one of the upcoming particular cases too. It does become a case from where he was knowing someone from cruising and decided to take off in that moment. Well, that was, wasn't that um, Bryson? 
Yes, because that's yeah. also how he. And that's gets, how he got caught too. And it's also because that's because it also contributes to the fact that he's also starting to get known around that area for now at this time too. Yeah, for being a violent, you know, mm-hmm. customer pretty much. So yes, and one of the things that also comes up in this moment is that besides mostly the police did not care about that because they did think that he was just another gay prostitute or another homosexual core. They're like, ah, not our problem. But his father, Jerry Howell's father, comes into play a bit in here because... I feel real bad about this guy. He <laughs> was really upset. Really mad. Um, I'm just... Let's just bring this up now, but he almost tr- he almost tried to uh, murder Bob Berdella in court after everything came to light. And what, how was he stopped? Was it a report? A reporter? No, it was one of the detectives. Was like, I know how you feel, but it isn't worth it. It won't bring your son back. This isn't it, or something like that. Yeah. This is rough potatoes, man. We told you I was going to be a rough fucking episode. Because he was like, it ain't worth going to jail for this. It ain't worth me putting you in the jail. Because it ain't going to bring your son back. Technically, do you think it's just a cop being like, I don't want extra paperwork. I already got all this other paperwork. Well, there's still... I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I'm I'm making a joke. (laughs) I'm making a joke about how the police operate. But we also still do have the moment to... Oh, we're already talking about the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, okay, okay. I know we're talking about the court, but I only brought up the court because we were talking about Jerry Howe's dad. Alright, we'll, we'll save that for later. Okay. But at this time... He, he was not... He's mostly spent most of this time kind of like going on for a while not murdering. He mostly kind of calms down, and as I said, he took pictures and some notes, and he kind of is just like relishing those, thinking about getting into it more, thinking about his fantasies here. He also starts to look at the pictures and notes more often during this time, because he used to try to keep them under his bed, kind of like a dirty secret, but he, you know, more he looked at them, but more often he would, you know, pull them out, and eventually... He started masturbating to him. Man, it really must really suck when your mind get crosses like that, you know? It's like, you know, your mind gets tangled up in the sex and violence, you know? It must... Uh, you just get boners over the most fucked up shit, you know? I don't I don't get it. And I'm, I, uh, to follow this up, almost a year and a quarter later, it looks like, well, more of a stretch there. Almost a year later. Yeah, something like that. Three quarters of a year later. Uh, his next victim was a 23-year-old Robert Sheldon. And he just happened to appear at Robert's, uh, uh, Bob Adela's, uh house just to stay. Because he heard about him through certain channels. Like, hey, I, hope, I heard you help people out. I got some troubles of my own. Yeah. And Bob happened to take an interest in him over time. And so, he was like, yeah, sure, come in for right now. And they kind of get close, but as Bob Ardell is known for, he has a temper that grows over time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just read a quote from Bob Ardell that uh, 
he said uh, describing um, just how he felt about Robert Selden, but he said, uh, quote, ex uh, quote, express some of the anger and frustration that I had towards other people. What, see, he's talking about he being, you know, torturing Selden, pretty much, is what he was, yeah. Oh, man, this is rough cookies, man. And so, over time, after Bobadilla gets fed up with Robert Sheldon. Well, look, Sheldon had to do endure the same shit for three fucking days as uh, Jerry Howe, so. But before we get right into that, leading up to it, over time, as I said, he kind of gets, Bobadilla gets weird and kind of bitchy about like things over time. With yeah. people, so he grew up. He got fed up with Sheldon, and this is what inspired his next murder. Well, hold up. Do you want to get into some of the stuff he did to Sheldon, which is going to be stuff he does to almost every other victim? Mm -hmm. So this is Sheldon. That I, I guess, as we know of, I don't think he did this to Jerry Howe, but you know, swabbing uh, drain cleaner into his eyes. Putting, uh, inserting needles under his fingertips and other areas of his body. Tied him up with pan wire around his wrists. That way, Cutting when he struggled, off, yeah. dude, you're, you just cut so more. deep. I bet he, yeah. Just ruining your hands. He didn't have hands after that, probably, dude. And we'll get to how when the police finally come up to the attic, they found the bed was rubbed raw from... People trying to get away from the restraints rubbing on the he wood. Cocked, he cocked their ears in. Oh my god. Yes. Did he do this to Sheldon though? Was that? Yes, yes. Fuck. But yeah, Berdella cho chooses to murder uh, Robert. Is it Robert Sheldon? Yeah. yeah. By, um,. Suffocating him by placing a sack over his head and tightening it, tightening it with a piece of rope. So this is his first like, on uh, hand on hand murder since Jerry Howe was an accident, and I don't think he murdered anyone before Jerry Howe. No, Der Jerry Howe was definitely his first murder. Yeah, because like it all points to that too. Like, I think that's what all the notes for is also come, like, he's got, oh, I, this is my time, like, like, indulge my, first, like, my real curiosity, and so he is. Like, all the photographs and stuff, so it makes total sense that, like, Fuck. these are really his two victims. Like, when he, like, really confesses that he only killed six people. I believe him. I believe him. There's people he think he killed more, though, but... I just don't really see him being that kind of killer. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There, there's probably multiple killers operating in Kansas City in the mid '80s. I mean, think about it. You know. Yeah, y'all are gonna hear some weird shit from us just knocking into things or microphones moving around. I it's mean, Halloween and things go bump in the night. <laughs> spooky dookie. Oh no, that might be inappropriate for this. Time for the spooky dookie. That's what all poops are in October. <laughs> oh my god. Also, Berdello pretty much disposed of fucking Soda in the same way. And 
just, and this is what's also a little important here, because I don't know if you just missed this, just literally from April to June, unlike just three quarters of a year from between Howell to Sheldon, Bob Rodello ended up, his next victim was Mark Wallace. Some people know him just as Wallace. And, um, yeah, this is where we start to get a little nasty here. Is this when he starts to experiment with, like, the torture? He hasn't fully ramped up to where he's going to be just yet. Bob Berdella has not powered up to his final form yet. <laughs> Lighter. Liar! You just fucked up the podcast. You didn't say the, key, did the keyword got a light. Well, I went like this. What else am I going to do with my thumb like that? Even if it's the podcast, you still must say it got a light. Okay, new rule. Every time we don't say that on the podcast, you get to crucify one part of Siege until you get a whole crucifixion out of them. Poke, 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 poke. Jesus. If you're lucky, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Okay, September 26, 1985. Dun, 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 I told you, this is where he kind of gets a little more brutal. I do want to point this out, even though it ain't much, but his methods start to get a little more experimental with the hypodermic needles and insert them into various muscles. And I believe this is where he did the uh, acupuncture, started experimenting with acupuncture to see what nerves were affected. Well, he was like, he was kind of doing that with um, Sheldon with the needles and stuff, though. And this is where he started to apply electricity and shock his victims yeah he does shock um wallace with alligator clips what sounds fucking painful as fuck and so in between like all the sodomy and like torture there's all these shocks to keep him in and out awake all these drugs like caulking the ears too he's reapplying that put shooting like fluids and drugs into him to keep him in and out of like drugged up states and even like drain like this is where he starts to pile liquids in the throats and putting chemicals in the eyes and he's making note of all of this yes and after a while he just happened to die from just over time I guess what I think would be a heart attack <clears throat> what looks appears to be a heart attack from the drugs and just being gagged up probably vomiting all the time and not being able to breathe. And he also, Bob Riddell at this time made a note of when he died of being around 7 o'clock p.m. on June 23rd of 1985. Fuck. <laughs> and as I said, and also in this manner, he also kind of just started to dispose of them, getting a little more crafty, I think, you know. Having more crafty setups. That, that's how you want to describe it crafty efficient <laughs> okay I'm sorry for the oh my god you are a failure we 
we are long ways away from being professional podcasters, my friend. You just fucked everything up. Now everything's gonna collapse on itself. Blame my alcoholism. God damn it. You just broke reality. Now we 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 have to fix it and you know we can't. Oh shit, did Cope 45 get a new label? Oh shit. Yours looks the same. Dweeb. Don't go far. <laughs> 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 fuck. Um Okay. Um are we moving what are we who's um, next? Who's next? Who's teasing? Uh, here's where we start to really get like really graphic here, folks. If this wasn't enough for you. All the sodomy, torture, electricity, also, just all the injecting of the drugs, keeping you in and out of state, literally physically assaulting you too. I'm pretty sure by now he started doing the CFs, aka the carrot or cucumber fuck. But this is where, with our fourth victim, I believe this is where it comes in. Okay. This dude has it rough, huh? This is where James Ferris comes in. Um, I believe Ferris probably has the worst... No, okay. Todd Stoops has the worst death. Okay. But yes. James Ferris comes along for a little while. And... This is actually kind of important, unlike other victims. This is the first person he actually intended to go out of his way to kill. Was he? Yes. Uh, Ferris? Yes. He also... Um, this is wh- the first time he said he intentionally infl- meant to inflict to- actual torture onto his victims. Okay. Also, luckily for uh, Ferris, he only had to endure 27 hours of this. A uh, few people had to deal with it for like days to weeks, so. Shorter the better. Yes, um, his uh, torture is starting to drag out a lot longer, too. It does, because now the two tortures, including shocks of 7,000 to 700 volt electricity to the shoulder and testicles for up to five minutes, as well as hypodermic needles to the neck and genitals, uh, soon Ferris became del- uh, delirious but Berdella continued to you know afflict physical and sexual assaults onto Ferris until he noted that in his log is that what we're going to call his journal entries his logs it's like a scientist he's a mad scientist he's a mad perverted scientist yeah he's like a scientist for sex criminals He's a serial killing scientist. But he, he said in his log that Ferris was unable to set up more than 10 to 15 seconds and that he had very delayed breathing. Unit 743 would have loved, really loved him. Really? I think they would have been a match in heaven. Imagine Bob Rodella joined <laughs> Unit 743. Man, do you think that's what kind of transpired back in the day where serial killers and p- 
people he would be serial killers just worked at hospitals and for unit 731 and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like, like, example, Mangala. Do you think he would have been like a mass murderer or serial killer if he didn't wasn't a doctor at Auschwitz? Yeah, probably. You know? He fits the trope. I mean, he fits, like, the profile being a serial killer. He just... He has he had legal free ability, but I just already do what he wanted to do. Le- Le- I hope he said that on like really loose terms. Yes, I do. He was given like full control to do what he wanted, and his like you know Hitler wasn't gonna step in. Okay, let's get back to our scientist in Kansas City. The butcher. We're leaving Auschwitz, Germany. We're, no, that's Poland, right? Yes. Yeah, Auschwitz is in Poland. All right. As we said, this is where the CS have come in. The cucumber fuck and the carrot fuck. Where he likes to start experimenting with shoving vegetables <laughs> up his victims. I don't mean to laugh, but fuck. Um, also, so, the next victim is Todd Stoops, who I believe was Berdello's longest victim, right? Two weeks. And because he was like Stoops has the worst death. Oh yeah, because this is where he dies from the fist fucking. Because this is the first and only time I've came across someone dying from fist fucking. That is incredible. Not in a good way, but you know, fuck. How fucked up does it have to be that you die from fist fucking? And before all the even died, like, he was already getting weak as hell. Yeah, from all the torture. All the torture and all the rape. And just, like, all the drugging. Just being constantly, like, having fluids injected into you. Foreign objects just like going in and out of you, like him, like still like putting shit in you too, like with the needles and stuff. Mm-hmm. All this is accumulating, and of course he dies from uh, septic shock from the from being fist fucked because like Bubberton is just so rough that he just ruptures the anal wall, which causes like massive infection. <sighs> And that just caused him to die. <laughs> Very that is painfully. Rough potatoes. They said in his last day, in his last day of ca- uh, last day of captivity, he was unable to breathe even in a sitting position. Fuck. Okay. But yes, on July first, nineteen eighty-six, Todd Stoops had died. And that leaves us with one more, well, more and more dead victim, which was uh, Larry, Larry Pearson. So Pearson, he pretty much got all the fucking torture, as we described before. But um, what I want to point out with Pearson was he was the one, he was the most uh, submissive to Berdella. Yes, this is where the first time we get to see it, what happens when someone gets into Berdella. 
Because well, it kind of helps, I think. It, he got he got some good he got like solid food from it, and he, he wasn't tied up twenty four seven apparently. You know. Also, this dude, this dude. If if there's a hero in the story, I think it's this dude, cause this homie bites off the head, almost bites off the head of Bob Berdella's dick. Yes, <laughs> almost completely off, just yeah. hanging by <laughs> a thread, just a thread of skin, dick skin. And you know. Well, well, it also shows how fucked up Berdella is because even though he had his head sewed back on, um, he lost all feeling in his penis. And still, and he still continued to torture because after he after that incident, he killed Larry Pearson. He came back home before surgery, killed him so he can hurry up and clean up because he had people coming to his house still. Fuck. So he's like, fuck, hold on. They came back to the hospital to get his dick sewn back on, like the head of his dick sewn back on. Oh my god! <laughs> but, um, it's just uh, re- keep that in mind when we get into the last victim who got away, Christopher Bryson. And at this time, he also cut his body up and dismembered to make sure to get it back in the trash in time for the mailman to take out while he was recovering from the surgery. And he also kind of got a little sloppy here at this time doing it too, obvious reasons. Yeah. Okay, let's fuck it. Let's get on to the last one. We're going to bring him back because as we mentioned at the beginning of this show, Christopher Bryson would be our actual survivor. He is our seventh victim. As at March 29th, 1988... This is four years of killing now. At this point, he's killed six people in four years. Huh. It's kind of, you know, I hate to say it, but slacker. Well, I guess the thing that makes Bob Berdella interesting is even though he doesn't have the highest body count, per se. Oh, no, no. Um, He definitely has... He's definitely one of the most brutal ones, you know. That's what makes it kind of, you know, interesting story. And how the police kind of just let it go by, because we didn't mention that uh, the police were kind of looking into him and investigating him, but just didn't really do anything because he was gay. That is true. But, in all this time, yeah... He was, like, apparently alright with people. <laughs> well, enough he, to get by. Well, his... What I heard from a documentary and stuff was that, you know, before he started killing, he was kind of friendly and he'd wave mm-hmm. at you and stuff, but then afterwards he just kind of became a recluse from the neighborhood. Uh, I would also imagine that. That sounds very... Uh, yeah. That sounds very reasonable. Just because, like, I've done... Th- Are you trying to call Bob Berdella reasonable? No. <laughs> We're psychoanalyzing his psyche. Don't. So, so we gotta get into... We're getting into it. We're di- we've already been doing this. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> yeah, the police kind of bum-fucked everything up, but... In a sense. They did alright during the... Closing investigation, but still, you know. 
but our final victim, Bryson, lured to, lured to the house for sex, you know. And like, oh, Bobardell was like, I'll pay you for, if you know, if you blow me or let me do whatever. And Bryson was like, sure. And he lures him back to the house. And does his usual thing, I'm going to drug you up, you here, loosen up, and, you know, makes him pass out. You know, from a comedy well, shop. No, for Bryson, he immediately knocks them out when they get inside. Oh, that's... Oh, that's right. He yeah. goes straight to the point. Yeah, he was like, let's go upstairs so the dogs don't bark. And as Bryson was walking up, he knocked him out with a pipe oh, yes. or something. Knocked him right unconscious with the bar and already started strapping him to the bed. My bad, I'm sorry for getting that wrong. You fuck everything up. It's over. But yes, he started getting into the usual startup of his torture, you know, injecting drugs, putting like ammonia or whatever into the eyes, blind, start blinding him, you know, and like starting to rape and torture him, break him, and then in a little bit he starts to employ the same tactic, you know, after the same torture routine he's already applied to his six previous victims. He starts to try to like gain the same trust he had with Larry Pearson. And he, like, tries to convince Bryson to, like, hey, do you want to be submissive? If you do certain things, you will, I'll let you have certain things. <laughs> yeah, like cigarettes or TV. But he he is still injecting, you know, Drano into their eyes and throat and all sorts of shit, you know. Strapped to the bed. But for, or for Bryson, it only took three days to escape. No. No, no. He was there for, like, almost a week. Oh, bad. I'm reading this wrong. You're fucking everything up. You, how, what kind of researcher are you? Well. <laughs> I like the long pause of silence of your failure. So, the last night, Bryson was there, Bob came back with a double feature, I kind of want to talk about that, that's always fun. You want to know what the double feature is? Robocop and Lost Boys. Hell yeah, that, that, that sounds like a fucking awesome double feature. But, um, the way Bryson ended up escaping was by using matches, he, uh, got Bob to kind of leave behind one morning before going to the flea market. And was able to burn through the ropes slowly and use... Because his hands were broken, too. Bob would break their hands. And he was able to get outside to a window and the ledge fell well, broke and he fell. He ended up breaking his foot and, like we said earlier, then stumbling to find a uh, meter reader. I got an Autumn Cat. Gee, oh my God, Autumn Cat's on the podcast, y'all. Autumn Cat, say hi. Hi, Autumn. Autumn's like, Bobardello's a dickhead. But yes, He's dumb. dumb. Bryson literally just jumped out the window, like pretty much broke his foot in, or just sprained it or whatever, fractured it, and kept going, didn't even think about it. He was no. like, fuck, he had to get away. He was like, no matter what happens here, I'm going. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Jump out the fucking window. He he did the, he did the thing. Do 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 what Marilyn Burns did in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and jump out the fucking window. 
never see it coming. Just saying, jump out the fucking window. And of course, this is how he gets caught because after drawing some attention now, our man Bob Bradella starts coming into question because they're like, oh, because uh, originally the police almost didn't want to investigate it because they were almost questioning Bryson's story. Because they just literally thought, oh, he's just another gay prostitute who's all drugged up and telling another crazy sex story, whatever, that we don't want to get involved in. I hate the police. I hate the police. Um, I hope this doesn't get like... Uh, listeners mad at us but we don't really like the police on this podcast they don't do much to do anything to help yeah we're pretty anti-police here so look at the evidence so I, I feel like it is actually it could be a statement for the whole podcast fuck the police but yes the police here were almost incompetent. It took a while after he literally just broke out, running out down the street, naked, delirious, in a dock with nothing but a dock collar on. And they're going to be like, huh? I don't, well. Mm. Yeah, it's for potatoes. And I'm glad it's almost over. I'm glad we're almost fucking done with this. We're so close. And so, drawing the attention, they finally start investigating a man, Burdell, and they start going through his house, which is a wreck. It is a fucking mess. And they do find human skulls, like, in the house, too. Yeah, he buried, um, didn't they find at least two skulls from his victims? Two skulls, yeah, two, two or three, but I believe it was two. Because he had one in the closet, and they found one in the yard. Yeah, okay. Skulls. He dig- really wanted your skull, huh? Because they were like digging up his backyard, like, and they were finding like spot, like some bones and stuff out there that did identify to the victims. Well, at least a few. Not all. Because like somewhere around, like in his killings, he started like, as I said, he had certain attachments, so he started like preserving the bones a little later on. I think around Jane's Ferris, especially. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the skulls. I know he wanted to preserve out. He he tried to preserve at least two of skulls that I know of. But you know, I don't know if he was trying to do all the bones, but and he also had bones and skulls that were you know way too old to be murder victims that he had for Bob's bizarre bizarre. You know, like some were actually just like souvenir trinket skull, like still real but like odd. Ancient skulls or whatever. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, uh, you know how you can get bones and stuff from, like, England, you know, plagued victims and whatnot, you know? And, of course, like, he had what appeared like us, I guess, is not that interesting, but to police an interesting live air selection. What, of his books? Yeah. Well, yeah, they did try to throw him. We should point that out, that they tried to throw Bob Berdella in the middle of the whole, like, satanic panic ordeal. If anyone know, I mean, I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to us knows a little about the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s. Yes, and because, like, they were trying to bring up, like, the... 
a satanic Bible or something at that point too. And we're like a book on witchcraft or mm-hmm. some shit. And like they're even trying to make up stories like, oh, I've seen him at a mass or something. Yeah. Um. What was that dude? I was showing you. We watched, uh, I fell asleep, but I put on one of his like TV specials that had the Charles Manson interview or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you were playing him last weekend, actually. Yeah, what was that dude's name? Rever- uh, Gerald Gerardo Rivera or something? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think it was that. He did like a whole episode on Bob Berdello trying to say that he was a satanic you know, influence and satanic murder. Definitely sex murder, not satanic murder, you know. I do want to point out in my notes that actually the dismemberment of uh, Larry Pearson if, because of his remains discovered in his backyard would actually be the cause of Berdella being legally persecuted as like the real, like one of the most important evidence. Damn. Yeah, imagine that if they didn't actually have like a bone, a skull or something from one of the victims to be... How could he convict someone on just pictures and writings, you know? They did do that campaign where, like, they just briefly showed the pictures on the news to see if they could get people to identify the victims. Which yeah. Which did kind of work, but, like, it wasn't full. And they some of those... They had to recreate some of the poses of himself. The FBI had to come in and do that, yeah, to make, to pretty much prove it was him in the pictures. Yeah. I'm going to let you go into the fucking end of this story, man. Fuck. And so, you know, they're trying, you know, everybody's trying to get all the evidence. Like I said, there was the chainsaw phone with the hair and the blood in it. Uh, no positive DNA came back. There was also dental, like, because he kept bags of teeth from some of his victims. And some of those were identified to belong to the victims. Damn. Because this is where he started to keep trophies of, like, some of his victims, in a sense, which were the bones. Yeah. Well, it seems weird because you already kind of got your trophies with the photographs and documents, quote-unquote documents. Well, it could be said in a sense that this is where, like, I can have a part of them forever for my sexual satisfaction. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of where he has that kind of weird Jeffrey Dahmer type tie-in, you know? I can see him sleeping with the skulls. Every now and then, like you think it, I don't think he was a necrophile, though. Do no, you? no, yeah. I think he was still just like maybe he's going to sleep the skulls or something. If he felt lonely. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think he fucked any of the corpses, though. No, I don't think he was a necrophiliac. Because I definitely think like, oh, I've already because dis- he was very quick about dismembering the bodies. Yeah, he was definitely a process killer, not product killer. You know. And I don't think he even enjoyed killing. He just liked the, you know, torture. It was, as I said, the torture was in sexual, like, his dominance. That was his high, his thrill. As we said, he didn't even really do drugs himself like that. He just gave it to other people, you know, to, you know, help get them under the influence. So, like, make them susceptible to his... Um, Yeah. Yeah, so, how should we go in with ending the episodes? Because uh, I, I do say, I think everyone listening should check out the documentary and read the book, too, so. 
Well, we'll start. He was gone through court for a little while, and they did eventually pin the murder. And he also gave the plea. He also gave into a plea deal because he already figured in jail because the prosecutors and the attorneys were worried that it might fail still. But he ended up giving into a plea deal, so it ended up leading to him to the death penalty, anyways. No, it was life in prison. He tried to get off of a death penalty, right? Yeah, he did try to get off the death penalty, and he did avoid that. Huh. Well, I guess it didn't really work. It didn't really work. He died four years in prison because the cops wouldn't, uh, the guards or whatever wouldn't give him his heart medication. And, you know, I'm glad he's dead. I kind of don't like that idea, though. No, they should... As much as, like, um, it's good for Bob Riddell to die still, it's, uh, we don't need people like him alive either. I also don't think, you know. But cops should not, like, or guards or government should not be, like, deciding this is the time for this person to die or we not help them, like, when we're in control of their life. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, check out the sources we found this stuff about. And read about it yourself, but that's Bob Burdella. That's Bob's Bizarre Bizarre Adventure. They call him Bob Burdella. I liked how we didn't and we went gruesome, but we didn't go too gruesome. Well, we were looking into the crowds. Because one of the reasons they wanted him in court was because they were like trying to convince the families and stuff why they weren't trying to push for the death penalty too. Is because they wanted to get him to confess, you know, to make sure that he did his crimes did stick, you know, for what he was charged with, so they could prosecute him and make sure it didn't fail. Yeah. Because they thought it would have been right, more right for them to bring him to justice, which is one of the one of the things that also the detective that held back uh, Jerry uh, Jerry's first victim. Jerry Howell's father. Yeah, that's one of the uh, reasons that held, uh, the detective held Jerry F uh, Howell's father back. Was like, this is we need to bring him to justice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, or at least make sure he comes to justice. So they figured a life sentence would be better than letting him get away. Well, I think a life sentence is worse than fucking. I do too. Death penalty, you know, execution. In my mind, you know, well, so. you know, this was also like, uh, you know, for the 80s, people, especially around Kansas, you know, in that area. Yeah. Had, like, you know. Have, <laughs> had, had, um, Gacy been executed yet? Yes. Yeah, they. No, um, I don't, no, wait. I would think at this time. This would Did you know that Gacy was actually a big component in people being against the death penalty because they fucked his up and he ended up getting the liquid shit, you know, the injection, that they fucked it up so he pretty much suffered for a good 15, 20 minutes. Nice. I mean, fuck yeah, you know, but yeah, got some people pussing for the death penalty to be worked differently from that. Fun little fact, Gacy, you know, Gacy actually did a lot to the American justice system, weirdly enough. Helped create the Amber Alert. Amber Alert. But, yeah, okay, that's Bob Berdella. We did our little, we did a little spooky recommendations for Halloween. We'll probably do another little Halloween episode before the end of the month, if we can get this out. I do want to shut, uh, I do want to shout out, I did read two really good books. Oh, oh you nerd. Two that I should have read a long time ago, but 
Shout out to Legati's Conspiracy Against the Human Race and Nick Blinko's The Primal Screamer. Nice. Really good books right now. I'm reading a book I don't want to really mention just yet. Because we'll definitely be talking about it soon. In fact, I have it mostly to do research for this upcoming episode. So, we will get into that really soon, I hope. But yeah, I did want to at least throw that much out. And as I said, I've been listening to a lot of cool... Shout out to Brainwash Radio Podcast. Their shit's been like keeping me turned on to a lot of shit that's really out there and cool. And of course, YouTube. YouTube algorithms. They're wild. Technology is on to us. Um, I'm hoping... And I guess we can talk about it a little bit too now. We're going to hope to expand a little more into what we do in the future, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna, we're gonna do new, more episodes and stuff. We're gonna have more stuff coming out. We're gonna have some stuff for you to maybe read in the future. And what we're hoping, what I'm hoping to too, because like I do make playlists already for what I call my Siege of Sunday Radio. So, like, I'm hoping to maybe make this thing more to, like, because I just picked YouTube videos of, like, songs I'm into at the time. Just make a playlist to share with people, like, here's some shit for y'all to take out. If y'all like it, y'all don't. Just, I guess there's another song that's kind of other, different. I try to keep them varied, so. I was like, huh? Well, maybe I could just, like, do it in podcast form, so. Yeah, we'll figure I'll it out. I'll get that soon. And maybe I'll try to have Grayson come on and help DJ. I'll DJ your mom. Okay. Um, stay spooky. Don't, don't keep young men locked in your attic. Just let them go. Don't do naughty things with cucumbers and carrots, people. It's not right. Don't treat your, don't play with your food. Yeah. So, stay spooky. It's almost Halloween. Happy Halloween. Well, it's been, it came from the shed. Signing off. Stay spooky, Yuki. Coast to coast, uh. ocean to ocean, maybe even in space. Bye, our sweetest friends. Email us at it came from a shed at gmail.com. Where is it? It came from a shed podcast at gmail.com. Email both of those. Also, uh, well, we don't. We, check us out on Facebook. We have a page for that too. Yeah. You can hit us up on there. Uh, uh, we'll get onto our Instagram, I guess, maybe soon. We really should. We just kind of promote ourselves. Okie dokie. We out here. We outy. Stay spooky. Autumn's a pretty cat. You know. I'm Riggs. Word to your mamas. All the mamas. Alright. Bye. Peace. They Yo. They call me Bobardella. <laughs>
Bobby didn't like women Bobby had no friends Bobby prowled the streets all night Just wait for it to end He's a falling soldier Like a tombstone on the road Soldiers in the mirror, he sees me throw away people.